Hi, this is David Gross with Condi Systems. Jimmy Lamb with Sawgrass. This is Lon Winters with Graphic Elephants. Dave Garrick with Atlas Screen Supply. And you are listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. 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 Hosted by Terry Combs and Aaron Montgomery. Two of my best friends when they're buying me dinner. All right. Welcome in. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. As you can see, I'm solo here. Terry is actually down at the NBM Irving show and uh, he's actually packing up. So we'll talk to about that here in just a second. But uh, my name is Aaron Montgomery and you can find me over at AaronMontgomery.info. Today, we've got a really exciting show coming up for you here. Uh, this is our, and, and I thought it was fourth, but it's actually fifth installment. So I'm pretty excited for that of our women in garment decorating segment that uh, we've been doing with uh, our host, Christine Shreve. Now, uh, Christine is not quite in the lobby yet, so it could be uh, guest hosted by me. That will be odd, but uh, <laughs> it, we'll have a lot of fun, and uh, we're gonna have we've got some great guests here. I've already talked to them in the background. So um, today's topic is women in conflict: how women deal with conflict, and what they've been taught about conflict, and how women are supposed to deal with conflict, plus a lot more. So um, it's going to be a great conversation. Christine should be along any minute now, and uh, looking forward to this conversation coming up today. So. Uh, We've got Cindy checking in. Good morning, Cindy. And uh, Eric is handling comments for me in the background. So um, we'll see how how I do here today, kind of rolling solo on the board. Eric uh, has been helping me out a ton, but uh, I couldn't figure out what to do with my hands. So <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, Tanya, good morning. And uh, Maria, man, we've got everybody checking in. Um, and uh, Mary, thank you so much. Todd and Linda. Awesome. Thank you guys for tuning in and joining us. Um, yeah, so let's let's uh, talk a little bit of, uh, unfortunately, cancellations, um, you know, news topics here. So I have not seen anything on their Facebook page yet, but I did find it on their, their website. And plus, uh, again, having Terry there, I got the text early this morning. But uh, the NBM show in Irving, Texas has been canceled. And uh, due to an order prohibiting public or private gatherings of 500 persons or more anywhere in Dallas County, we regret to inform you the NBM show in Irving, Texas has been canceled effective immediately. This includes all classes, all exhibits for the NBM show on Friday, March 13th today and Saturday, March 14th. So um, there is, uh, you know, kind of kind of a bummer there for them that they had the first day of the show yesterday. Um, and um, according to Terry, there was uh, not a ton of people there, but uh some certainly some interested parties, some buyers and, and some people that were having good conversations. So um, obviously tough situation for everybody to be in. I, I don't you know, know how to exactly put it, but you know, kind of damned if you do damned, if you don't. So, um, and uh, yeah, so that's, that's happening there. Uh, the other news to report here is um, the impressions Atlantic city 2020 has been postponed until October, uh, 2020. The health and here's their their statement. The health and safety of each and every member of our community and our staff is of the utmost importance to impressions. After closely monitoring the risk and impact of the coronavirus on a daily basis and speaking at length with members of our community, the Impressions Expo Atlantic City, which has been scheduled for March 19th through the 21st, so that's coming up pretty was coming up pretty quickly um, at the Atlantic City Convention Center, has been postponed until October. Uh, it will now take place on Thursday, October 8th to uh, Saturday, October 10th, again, at the Atlantic City Convention Center and in Ladding City, New Jersey. So 
Um, that that's one note from them. And then impressions had a second update today on the Orlando show, which was going to be right after uh, impressions. Orlando 2020 has been postponed until September and um, it will now pl- take place September 10th to uh, s- Saturday, September 12th at the Orange County Convention Center in Orlando, Florida. This is now going to coincide with the Surf Expo. Uh, previously, they were partnering or kind of, uh, I don't know, co-locating it. So I'm not real sure the exact term that they use there, uh, but they're partnering with the ISA Expo. And ISA Expo has postponed their show until August 23rd and August 25th. And uh, so the ISA Sign Expo will remain in Orlando as well. So, um yeah, all sorts of good stuff, you know, Cindy. Uh, this has gotten out of hand. Um, certainly, pretty pretty interesting. Um, you know, we're not going to dig too deeply into that today because we've got some great stuff we want to to talk about that out there. But um, uh, you know, possibly for a future show to talk a little bit about this. I know. Um, in emailing with Christine earlier, let's see, I got an email from her. Um, <laughs> Uh, so Christina is, I, I just got an email from her. She is, uh, efforting, uh, Cameron and Mike aren't being picked up. <laughs> so had a computer crash and uh, blah, blah, blah. So we'll see. It, it, it may be me and I, and our two guests. So that that's okay. Um, I will do my best to, uh, stay out of the way here and, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Um, all right. So Carolyn, good morning guys. Got my toilet paper and coffee and ready for the day. Speaking of that, I did want to share just a, to kind of lighten the mood here a little bit, um, a post I saw from a friend of mine, a t-shirt printer friend of mine that I thought was, uh, I don't know, I thought it was funny. So you guys make your own decisions here. <laughs> He's And this is in lieu of the weekly dad joke. Um, I thought I'd skip that for the week because uh, we've got some tremendous mothers actually coming on here in, in just a moment. So we'll let them tell their own jokes. But uh, my, my t-shirt printer friend here, Sam Wilt, said uh, this just in from the World Health Organization. People need to buy t-shirts printed um, after being out in public. The t-shirt should be discarded and replaced with a fresh one. Besides that, they can also be used as a toilet paper substitute. Again, buy t-shirts, people. If you need a source, I know a guy. So um, there we go. Jane, howdy. Thanks for, for joining us. And uh, Jane was recently on one of these women in garment decorating. And Todd said the weekly mom joke. Um, yes, my wife has some fantastic jokes, too. So we may ask Melissa and Pilar for a, a mom joke, <laughs> throwing it at them right now. But um, anyways. OK, guys. Well, um, let's, again, not get bogged down in any of that. Wanted to share, wanted to kind of get the mood lightened. We're going to talk about some wonderful things here in just a moment. Um, and uh We'll see if Christine can make it along. Like I said, otherwise I will be uh, ready to go here. So um, I would like to invite everybody and, and thank everybody who's checking us out, uh, the Two Regular Guys podcast. And uh, you guys get to our uh, belovedly known as regulators. And uh, so if you're tuning in, we'd appreciate you sharing this with your friends so they can become regulators as well. Um, Plus, we'd love and appreciate if you would give us a review over on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you might be listening to the podcast version. Um, and, and definitely check that out. Make sure that even though you're catching the live version here, that you also go check out the podcast versions, re-listen, uh, redo, and, and and just go review for us. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, also, we are always looking for new guests. So if anyone you know, would like to join us, just have them go over to Calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com slash two regular guys. That's the number two regular guys. 
and uh, they can sign up for a Friday. Or if you have show ideas, just hit us up on our website, tworegularguys.com. And uh, you guys are already joining in on the comments, but but keep those comments coming. We'll uh, we'll have a nice mix of, of comments and, and, and whatnot. So uh, good stuff going on there. Let me in fact, speaking of the comments, let me catch a couple real quick here. Cindy says, I need to start thinking of things that I can sew or print that people will want despite the crash in our town. People are canceling orders. Um, yep. Uh, the, I've, you're not the only one, Cindy, but uh, again, we'll, we'll make make lemonade out of these lemons here. Uh, Mall normally has roughly 200 people walking every morning, counted about 50 this morning. So uh, again, potential, but let's let's figure out how to make make lemonade out of these lemons folks so that's that's what i that's what i'm all about that's what i've decided i'm going to you know we're going to find the positive in all this stuff so um all right well let's let's not again not get bogged down in that let's hear a quick word from our sponsors the impressions expo uh, about what they've got coming up again it's very fluid so i uh, appreciate them trying to be out front of this stuff as quickly as they can but uh, let's hear a word from them here real quick what is Impressions Expo? Impressions Expo, formerly known as ISS, is the premier trade show dedicated to the imprinted and decorated apparel industry. They have five shows that are produced annually in each region of the United States, including Long Beach, California, Atlantic City, New Jersey, Orlando, Florida, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and cap off the year at Fort Worth, Texas. Each of those five annual shows also feature over 30 seminars and hands-on workshops in categories such as screen printing, embroidery, digitizing, digital decorating, and much, much more. Visit ImpressionsExpo.com for more details, and while there, use the promo code REGULARGUYSIE for a free expo pass. Again, make sure you visit ImpressionsExpo.com to get more details. And the two regular guys look forward to seeing you there. All right. Well, thanks again to the Impressions Expo. Uh, hopefully you guys will be able to check out their shows upcoming. Just going to be a little later in the year. So um, no problem. All going to be good. All right, guys. Well, um, still still getting some <laughs> technical issues from, from Christine. She's having a hard time getting everything connected. Computer crash. Got to love the internet, I think uh, she's having some problems, so she's going to continue to effort, but uh, we don't want to keep you guys waiting here, so we're going to dive right in. I am going to bring in my two guests here and uh, introduce them both, so I'm going to start with Melissa. Uh, Melissa Clark is a mom to Parker and sales director for U.S. Blanks and president of the High Voltage uh, of High Voltage Marketing with a focus on premium fashion and experiences. Uh, before coming on board with U.S. Blanks and High Voltage, she started at Liberty Holdings as a national accounts manager and then as a senior account manager at Next Level Apparel. Uh, when Melissa isn't playing baseball with Parker, she can typically be seen traveling the world with her boyfriend, Tim. Welcome into the show here. Melissa, I think we've got your microphone muted there. So, yep, uh, there, there we there go. We go. <laughs> All right. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Well, let me grab Pilar and uh, get her introduced. Pilar, welcome. Uh, Pilar has been in business for just over two years, starting off as a crafter, making shirts for the other Palm moms. Uh, quickly jumped to team orders, and she upgraded her plotter, software, and heat press. Uh, she gets to travel to shows, helping Matt Vasallo over at the Rhinestone World and, and their booth, and, and really enjoys the one-on-one -on -one chats with other businesses. As an admin for the Rhinestone World crafting page, she helps members, which is one of her favorite things to do 
Uh, she was honored to be included in the March issue of Printwear Magazine featuring women in business. Uh, she's been married to Will for 23 years, has a genius son in college, and a teenage <laughs> daughter who per, whose personality, possibly sassiness, uh, I, I hear, is larger than life, but she's one of her closest friends. So, Pilar, welcome to the show. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, as as I've said, uh, Christine is, is having a hard time getting in, so I get to host today. So um, we're going to have some fun here. <laughs> so let, let's start off here. Um, first off, you guys have any mom jokes you want to share before I get that part out of the way? <laughs> I'm going to pass on that for once. Uh, okay. Right. <laughs> Pilar, anything? Um, yeah, I, I, went, I went ahead and looked some up, but um, yes. none of them are quite clean enough, <laughs> oh, I think, for the right. show. Well, after the show. After the show, I'll need to get some okay. of those from you. So good stuff there. All right. Um, so let me just start off with with the first question that we've got here on the on the list, and and uh, as you folks in the in the live comments, there feel free to uh, jump in and ask your questions oh. of these wonderful young ladies. But uh, do you guys think that men and women handle con- conflict differently? Polar, do you want to start us off? I definitely think that women typically uh, lead conflict. We react with emotion. And in my own personal experience, I, I'm like I'm hot headed. I have a quick trigger and. When I'm able to step back and just like think in my head and be logical, those are the situations that have been a lot better for me where I can control the situation. I know what's going to happen with the outcome if I can just be calm and collected and think through it logically. Sure, sure. Uh, Melissa, what about you? What has how's your experience uh, been comparatively? I totally agree. I think men and women handle stress differently. And I think that we're taught to communicate our stress and the things that we want to stand up and say no on uh, or have any conflict with. And it creates a very different dynamic in how we each internalize it and perceive it. Sure. Sure. Do, do you, do you guys find that um, some of that comes from, you know, what you were taught about handling conflict as you were growing up? Does that um, Melissa, you want to start us off there? Yeah, I think women are generally taught, at least in my experience, uh, that, you know, we're not necessarily supposed to be the initiators of conflict or be the ones to say, uh, no, something's wrong, or I think this is what how we should proceed in this situation. And way too often, even in client meetings or anything like that, that our opinion can get pushed aside, making that conflict even stronger, at least in my experience, than it necessarily needs to be. Sure, sure. Pilar, what about you? What uh, Has that caused some of that? Um, <clears throat> like I was raised by my mom to stand up for myself. She was very shy. And um, so she wanted me to be a very strong, independent woman. And so from my time as a little kid, I had no problem standing up for myself and uh, basically having conflict with anyone else. And as an adult, my kids are like, oh, yeah, mom will mom anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter how old you are. Mom will mom you. And so I definitely have also like the mama tiger thing going on. But uh, I do think that as women, we also have this unique opportunity to be able to use our more um, feminine side to go ahead and smooth things out and maybe like dial things down. Like just even online, for example, as um, a moderator on a page and even going back years when like there was the eBay pages, whereas a moderator yeah. there, there's like, there's easily ways that uh, you can react to somebody's comments because you don't know the tone online. And so it's easy just to get upset about it. But then I find that there's a way to go ahead and talk to people and maybe like step things back and 
maybe like add a little bit of logic and calm things down as a woman. I don't know that men actually have the same opportunities as we do. Yeah, we're, I personally have a de-escalation sensor, right? If I can feel where it's getting super tense in the moment of conflict, I want to do everything I can to make everyone comfortable, which sometimes doesn't give me the result I want. Um, And navigating through that can be really tough. Yeah. Yeah. So I I can totally see that. I mean, I, as a, as a man, (laughs) uh, we can definitely be a little tone deaf to the situation. And and if you have a a sensor because you're leading more with emotion and empathy, uh, that that's a, that's a really valid point. So do you think it, uh, the next question is what messages about handling conflict do you think our culture sends to women? And I'll let either of you jump in there. Uh, Well, I think Carolyn uh, just nailed it. Uh, Sometimes we're perceived as pushy by others when we have strong feelings about things. Um, I know when I've been in some really intense negotiations and afterwards I get um, feedback and they're like, wow, you are way more intense uh, than, you know, we really intended you to be. And they mean that in a very derogatory sense of, um, you know, this isn't the way, this isn't your lane. Um, And I know if my male counterpart proceeded in the exact same way, it would be uh, taken as though they were taking authority and taking the leadership position. Yeah. Yeah. Polardi, any, any follow up on that? Um, I definitely do think that women, strong women, especially, um, or very um, emotional women and uh, very big personality women, we can be seen as pushy or overbearing, but, you know, I kind of, I do have like the two different sides of the dichotomy because I do have that crazy mama tiger and the Italian with like this, the trigger. But then I also have the other side where I try to just like step back and think, okay, how can I deescalate this? How can I handle things? And how can I finesse things? Oh, hi. Sorry. My cat just jumped up here. So let's see. Uh, yeah. So Sheila just said that her mom's timid and that's why she pushed her to be strong. Same thing yeah. with me. My mom was very quiet and shy and she encouraged me to really have my own voice. And like, just for example, my own daughter with the sassy and the attitude, uh, there are times where that child just goes ahead and pushes me and I try and stop and think like, okay, I don't want to break her spirit. I want to go ahead and encourage her to have her own voice because I'm raising a strong woman. No one's going to walk over that child. I've tried. You cannot. (laughs) I was that child. (laughs) Awesome. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Let's, let's go back and and catch some of these comments here that that I, I missed. Um, Sharon had mentioned earlier, men don't lose sleep over conflict. Women do. It affects us more. Um, do you guys have any any feedback on, on that at all? Uh, I can't tell you the number of nights that I have lost sleep or that uh, I know all women in here will probably know that feeling, that gut-wrenching, just it chews at the interior lining of your stomach. Yeah. Um, that you're just like, I know I have to confront this and figure out the exact same way right way. So you're perceived the right way. So you get the effect that you want uh, and that you don't let your, um, your emotions, sometimes mine comes out in like really kind of anger. <laughs> okay. um, and so I can't let that lead me uh, cause that's not going to get me the desired effect that I, I need to handle the situation. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and Sharon says women can be seen as witches. Men are seen as assertive. I think you guys were talking about that earlier as well. Um, and then Tanya says, I'm either perceived as being witchy or an emotional wreck because my body language and face have no filter. <laughs> I've gotten better, but it's a challenge. 
uh, you guys have any have any comments on that? I, I I actually do that myself sometimes, so I can re relate to that. But Pilar, anything there? I, I it just um it dawned on me just now about this time when we were in Mexico for the destination wedding for Todd and Corey, yeah, and we were buying tickets to go across to the island, and uh, this lady was out front meeting us, and so she was like, oh yeah, you know, tickets. It's the only place you can get tickets. It's forty one dollars. Meanwhile, Todd's over here and he's looking at the sign inside the store. And he's like, I think it says sixteen. And so we were telling the lady, hey, you know what? It's supposed to be 16. And she kept arguing with us and they weren't going to give us our money back. And so then I went over and like, oh, yeah, just let Pell take it. Just, yeah, she's crazy. <laughs> and so, it. you know, it just, I, I got fired up, but I, was, I kept saying, no, no, no. We're going to be here one day. Then we have a wedding. Then we're leaving. No, no, no. Like, oh, two days. Go to another one. Like, no. So I think that just as a woman, also being able to stick by your guns and like they, especially being small they think that other people see me as weak or that they can walk all over me. And it's like, um, no, I'm going to stand my ground and I'm going to fight for whatever is right or what I believe in. And so I think that's just another issue that women have to deal with, depending on how you're perceived is how people are going to react to you. For sure. For sure. Yeah. In fact, Renee adds up what my mouth does. <laughs> uh, and then uh, uh, Carolyn, yep. we also have the ability to listen closely, even after the aftermath. Uh, this comes from kid negotiations with a two-year-old. Um, that certainly makes sense. <laughs> My wife uh, has a much better ability to listen when I'm red in the face and upset with our eight-year-old. Um, she continues to listen and I've just shut off. So, <laughs> um, all right, let's see here. Uh, here. Here's a good one. Many major corporations have begun hiring women because of the unique personal and empathetic leadership style that are critical to creating a solid team of employees. Um, That's that, awesome. is, that is awesome. Yeah, I, I love that as well. Uh, Todd says working with your spouse is hard too. So <laughs> work from home. Um, <laughs> I totally understand that. All right. Um, let, let, let's let me get back to the questions that, that Christine had put together here. Um, so, do you visibly upset when uh, when experiencing and, and handling strong emotions? You know, crying, red in the face, etc. And and if so, do you feel that negates your your message? For me, it depends on who I'm talking to. With my husband, uh, if it's a very emotional thing, yeah, oh, I can go ahead and be like red in the face and so mad that my hands are shaking and he knows that it's either he's going to die or <laughs> he better push for a minute. One of the two, just, just one of the two. But with other people, I find that, uh, especially like if it's a person that's in authority, when I used to work at UPS, I had a boss that tried to get in my face and he was escalating it a lot. And so it was interesting because... I was able to step back in my mind and think, okay, this is one of those times where I have a witness that's a union steward. And if I escalate this, it's going to be on me. If I just stay calm, it's on him. And so I, throughout my life, I found out that I discovered when I can stay calm, it actually works out way better for me than when I go ahead and match somebody else's emotion. Sure. I have uh, exactly two ways of dealing with conflict <laughs> and neither one are great and neither one are healthy. Uh, and I'm sure uh, Tim's going to be commenting here soon on this, but uh, that I either clan I shut down completely to try to avoid it, um, which is kind of a go-to. And then I spend a lot of time internalizing that and trying to figure out, you know, what are all the best ways to handle the situation and not escalate. Uh, and then there is the, um, I can't talk. I'm so mad, uh, phase, 
which I think everyone can relate to. Uh, just last week, I was trying to install toner cartridges, and uh, I got you know just so mad, I just started yelling at anything that got in my way. It didn't matter. Um, but yeah, it, handling conflict is just so hard and trying to navigate through all those emotions. You feel like almost a toddler sometimes. You're just like, I have all these parts of my brains and I can't figure out which one I need to pay attention to and focus on to get the right thing going forward. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, a couple of uh, other comments here. Heidi says the parent school battle in IEP meetings has taught me a lot about how to deal with conflict and perceptions. Uh, happy I'm almost done with that. Uh, so yeah, again, a lot of conflict kind of situations and, and figuring out how to, how to deal with that. Uh, Christine, I'm so bummed. I can't get my microphone to work. So, so annoyed. So um, Christine, you, you're, you're still welcome. So if you can get it going, come on in, <laughs> we'll, we'll make that happen. But uh, Sharon says, we definitely see communication differently. Women see color men and uh, sorry, women see colors. Men are black and white. Most men only want the facts. Women want details. Um, can you guys expand on on that a little bit? Maybe Pilar can you help help explain that. It's it's very true. Just like how even my husband was telling me the other day how um, you know women we have a thousand times more words than men. We like to express ourselves. We want to know details. We want to know the ifs and whys. And men are just like, okay, straight to the point. Don't bug me with any of the extra information. They just want as little concise information as possible. Like if you give a man a card, he's not going to read it. He's just going to open up and say, okay, it says love you. Bye. And that's it. He doesn't want to read all the words. He doesn't want all the information. Women are like, Oh, look at all this stuff. And it means something to us. And so I think that, you know, men and women are definitely different. And I, sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought there. (laughs) (laughs) Melissa, what's your take on that, that whole difference between, you know, that again, color versus black and white and, and, uh, and, and how that looks. I, for me, I totally identify with that statement and, uh, that I, like I was saying earlier, just, I feel all the emotions at once and ha- and I know that men don't necessarily feel that or why we feel all of those things. Cause there could be some underlying current in that moment of conflict that has nothing to do with that moment. Cause women tend to carry our entire days with us. If our kid made us mad in the morning, right? We're going to carry that through until we're able to resolve that piece of the conflict at home later. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just that we're carrying everything with us and having to navigate through all of those feelings. It's really more difficult. And I can't believe I'm admitting that I have feelings. I try really hard not to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I Tim is uh, jumping in here. Yeah. Saying truth. Okay. <laughs> um, Sheila says, I definitely have learned to walk away from a situation to quote unquote regroup. Y- you guys feel like that's a, a pretty good strategy that, that can be used in, in conflict. Yeah, definitely. Um, just because like I said, like I have that trigger and I can just go ahead and be like zero to 60 instantly. But if I, and as I said, if I can walk away or if I can step back and just like calm down and be logical, it works out much better for me. And like, there's one time that one of my customers who actually is related to me just really made me mad. And <laughs> I was, oh, I was so ready to just like fire back an email and just rip him to shreds. I'm like, okay, you know what? No. And I actually took like four days for me to calm down from that. And then finally, I'm like, okay, not as a family member, how would you treat any customer? So I had to take four days to calm down and then address it, and then everything was fine. And so, yeah, I think being able to step away is very vital at times. Yeah, 
Yeah. Melissa, do you, do you kind of, have you found I, that to be an experience for you that, that helps too? Yeah. And you know, this is where I really appreciate having a great support network. Um, and that specifically with work that I will go to, you know, my, a lot of different people and say, how would you handle this situation? Um, am I overreacting or just so I can get a better gauge on, uh, what the appropriate course of action is. Cause sometimes I know what I really want to say. Um, but I also know that will have really bad. <laughs> sure. Sure. Okay. Um, Sharon actually, oops, the wrong one there. Uh, Sharon actually said that that is important in dealing with customers, knowing the difference on what they want for business transactions. Do, do you guys find that too, when dealing with your customers that you do have to take a different approach depending on if it's a, a man or a woman? Um, I do. Okay. All right. Pilar, what, what's been your experience there? Well, I'm trying to think. I, I usually deal with women and the most recent transaction I had with a man, um, it actually wound up being very good. He was very um, adamant and against what we were doing for his baseball team. It was a baseball booster club and he was just like fighting the whole way. And he was actually, I was dealing with him through another person. When he actually met me, things worked out really well. And he's like, oh, this has actually turned out to be a profitable uh, partnership. And so I do think that it, the way I have to deal with men and women are different. Women I can go ahead and connect with and we can bond over different things. And then men, you just have to make it precise and give them exactly what they want, understand what they want, and then just deliver it. Don't give the extra personality and touches. Sure. Sure. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> okay, perfect. Wonderful. Um, let's see here. I'm just trying to get through the comments and make sure that we're getting it because there's some great stuff. Uh, Matt Fasalo checking in. So what's up, Matt? I appreciate you joining us today. And um, so Linda says, Jeff and I have worked together in the business for just under 10 years. Sometimes it's nice to pass off a customer to the other person when one of us gets frustrated. Um, yeah, I, I think, good. yeah, yeah. I think in general, um, you know, just in a coworker space that there's sometimes where it's just that connections missed. So you got to Got to maybe this person can try differently, but uh, definitely good stuff there. Um, let me cover one of the other questions over here. Um, why do you think some women are so conflict adverse? Some to the point that they're neglecting their own best interest to avoid that. I think, Melissa, if you, you, <laughs> so, well, you want to start us off there? Uh, why do I do it? Because I don't like conflict, I don't <laughs> want anyone mad at me. Um, yeah. And man, there's, you know, I do full on custom apparel and there can just be some really uncomfortable, not fun uh, situations in that process of development. Um, and that's before Prince even put on there. Uh, so it's just, I don't want to be shown as wrong or weak or having to sometimes yield the power, which sometimes I have to do um, and isn't the funnest thing to try to recapture and reclaim. Um, so I, I think that's why I try to avoid it as much as possible, just because I I don't want to be the one who's embarrassed at the end of the day. Okay. Pilar, what about you? Any thoughts on that? Um, I actually know a man who is a very good friend and business owner, and he is a bigger avoider of conflict than me. <laughs> but so uh, I, I think for me, I like being liked. And so it's kind of the same thing as Melissa. I don't want to be the one that people are mad at. I don't want somebody to dislike me, but I also um, like, sometimes you just don't know how to handle something. And so I'm lucky that I have a very close group of friends in the industry that we bounce ideas off of each other. And it's like, Hey, you know what, this is what I'm dealing with. What, how would you guys handle this? 
And so it's great to have other people that you can, that you trust, that have um, various levels of experience and that you can trust and find out their experiences or their suggestions. And then you internalize that and decide, okay, what's the best route for me? So uh, yeah, I, there are times though that you just have to go ahead and go with your gut and beg, you know what, no, this is what's right for my business. This is what I'm gonna do. And I'm not gonna be pushed around. Yeah. Well, so. And we're not taught, I mean, I was taught to stand up for myself, but it's still not as strong as sometimes men are able to stand up for themselves, right? So I, working in a corporation, you have to speak loudly and you have to be adamant and you have to know why. Um, and you have, really have to assert yourself. And that's never comfortable, um, especially when you've got people who may not want you to have that um, empowerment. Yeah. Interesting. And, and what Pilar had said earlier, I, I'm, I'm right there with her. I'm fairly confident at first myself. You know, I, I had to, uh, I had to let somebody go the other day. I had to terminate their employment and I didn't sleep for the two days in, in front of it and behind it and uh, sat down with her and it like didn't even, she was just like, yep, I understand. Yeah. I mean, she had not shown up for a 9am shift uh, three times already and, and so, you know, and she showed up at one o'clock instead. So I think she knew it was coming, but, but again, I, you know, I felt that way of like, I just, I don't want to devastate this poor young lady, but you know, she's brought this on herself. So yeah, that, that whole standing up for yourself and, and doing what's right is, is important, but uh, also can be a challenge to navigate for sure. So, you know, that makes me think that, you know, every time I kind of prepare myself for battle, quote unquote, yeah. Uh, it ends up being way less terrible than I think it's going to be. And that the other person is generally already had probably worked through some of the emotions on their side too. Um, and they're ready to just come to a compromise and, you know, work out this situation. Sure. Sure. That, that's, that's a great point. And I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree with you. I, I think I build up my anticipation more than, <laughs> more than anything. So um, that, that's a great, point there. So um, let's see here. Carolyn has said, uh, we were taught early on the baby boomer era to be polite and no conflict. Then the seventies hit and those girls have brought up stronger women. Um, I would, I would agree with that. Do you guys agree with that statement as well? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, like my mom was in the in high school in the fifties and she wanted to take engineering courses. She was the only girl and her professor actually said, really you, you're going to take this class. And so she was so shy. She just bundled up and like left and she never went back. And I think that kind of experience is part of what pushed her to empower me and make me be able to stand on my own two feet and defend myself and state my opinion. And then I don't think I did that to my daughter, but man, that child has got more personality and more strength than I ever could dream of. Yeah. Well, well, congratulations. And, and thank you for bringing up such a uh, <laughs> young lady. So, <laughs> um, yeah. all right. We, we, and, you know, people are, we've got all sorts of different comments. So I'm going to be all over the place here for a second, guys. So bear with me. But uh, Renee says, if you state something as your opinion, people can ar cannot argue with you. Um, Carolyn follows up with, uh, we, f we fought hard to get a voice for the future generations. Let's help them excel. And uh, Kenya says, thanks for sharing your insight. This gives me reminders of balance and boundaries as I evaluate my future customer interactions. And uh, Carolyn agrees with you there, Melissa. So uh, good stuff there. Uh, Eric um, Eric is handling the comments for the two regular guys in the background here for us. So he says, do you think that there is a difference to how women build and utilize support networks? 
Um, and either one of you want to jump in there. I guess I don't know how men do it. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> yes, the ladies in our lives to help us is typically how I do it. I, <laughs> um, you know, that's a, that's a good point. Um, you know, so yeah, it, it, it is a interesting thing where the community, I've found that uh, in my group of, of guy friends, we typically resort to teasing each other and uh, maybe even putting <laughs> each other down. And that actually is, is community building for us. Um, and if you're looking at it from the outside, looking in, you're like, why do these guys ever hang out? But <laughs> um, those are some of my best friends. Give me the hardest time. Uh, I'm so that, that, that to me would probably be a difference. Do you guys find the, the networks you create to be very supportive? It depends on which group it is. So the group I've, I mentioned, I have here in yeah, the, sure. the industry, it, it, there's Todd, there's Kelly, there's Corey, there's Renee and there's Matt. And we all, we do cut each other down. We tease each other. And if one of us screws up, we're right there on them. Yeah. And but it's all in good nature. But then sure. like my other group of friends here, like in Colorado, um, all these women, it's very supportive and it's very like cheering each other on and celebrating each other's successes. And like, I know my other group does too, that they celebrate sure. our successes, but it's definitely a different kind of, um, vibe. Yeah, definitely. Melissa, do you have different kind of groups like that too, that, uh, are support networks? Yeah. Um, but kind of going back to kind of, I think what the point of the question was, is that I think in my experience, and I could be totally wrong, mm -hmm. is that, um, I go to, and I have women come to me all the time about how would you handle the situation? What would you do here? Very rarely do I have a guy coming to me asking for that kind of advice. Um, and I know, I don't think guys do it as often and I don't do, I don't think they do it as directly um, because it might say, oh, I don't know how to do something, which is probably the most, it's one of the scariest things to admit as a professional, right? Um, but in terms of building my support network, I, I try to do it with people from all across the board and with a ton of different, uh, varieties and outtakes so that, you know, I'm able to get the best support and broaden my network as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's, that's a great, great point. Well, so guys, we've been talking a little bit about kind of how conflict affects us and, and, and how it, it, you know, kind of some of what's going on. I want to ask, what are some strategies? I know we've touched on a few of them already, but but do you guys have any other strategies for how you manage that whole? Okay, I've got. I know I've got conflict coming up. I've got to. I've got to stand my ground here. How do you assert yourself in in those situations, Melissa? Do you want to start for us? Uh, when the when I don't. Uh tips for handling conflict. I'm yeah, probably yeah. the worst person in the world. Uh, you know, I, I'm an internalist. I internalize it all to the point okay. where it will make me physically sick. So I don't recommend ever doing that. Yeah. Um, and just taking a deep breath. And I really do believe in kind of walking away and coming back to the situation, even if it's for two or three minutes, um, that that can really re-engage your brain in a different way and help your own brain de-escalate the situation, which is more often what we end up doing is internalizing that ex, uh, escalation. And times when I have conflict and it's um, in front of me and I don't have a choice, one thing I keep saying in the back of my mind is be firm. Don't waver on your voice. Believe in what you believe in, because if you start to waver, your voice starts to flicker. Um, that's when the moment of you're going to lose your 
whoever you're dealing with is not going to have confidence in, in what you're saying or take you seriously. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Pilar. Um, I handle things two different ways. So like there's the procrastination side of me where I'm like, Ooh, that's not going to be fun. I'm going to go hide. And I like to like hide away from it. And then I'm like, okay, then the, the logical part of myself starts yelling at me. And so, you know, we have a conversation in my head and, you know, I just admitted that I'm crazy. So, uh, that's great. <laughs> then but, we're all crazy. So. <laughs> so if I, if I am listening to the scared side where I'm just like, Oh my God, I don't want to deal with that. Ah, and I go to my friends like, Hey, what do you guys do? And I sometimes get bolstered by them. And then I still avoid the conflict because it's not fun. It's not pretty. Then finally I get mad at myself and I go ahead and deal with it. But the other side of me, the strong side that I really like to listen to is the one that's like, I'll just go ahead and react. And then as long as I'm able to react quickly, so I don't have a chance to second guess myself, it seems like it works better. As long as I'm not like fired up, as long as I don't let my emotion take over, but I can go ahead and react quickly. Then I think that those kind of conflicts I'm able to handle faster and better. So I'm not beating myself up. I'm not worried about it. I'm not internalizing. I'm not like, ah, it's going to be ugly. Help. So (laughs) just jumping at it. And then like when I'm in it, I'm like, crap. Okay. I guess I'm going for it. Okay. Sure. Sure. All right. So uh, Sharon has a question for us. How do you handle a customer that is a PIA? (laughs) Charge them more. (laughs) (laughs) Taking all your time to keep your business ethics, but fire the customer. So Melissa, I think perfect. (laughs) Elaborate on that. (laughs) Uh, I have uh, a whole section of customers I call vampires um, because they suck all the time, energy and knowledge that I have spent years and a lot of time uh, myself getting, and they don't get that for free. That costs money. Um, and that I, so yeah, I charge them more, or I have very gently kind of persuaded them that maybe this relationship isn't the best fit for anybody involved. Um, yeah. More of them stick around than I would like to admit, but um, <laughs> I'm not in a position to fire a whole lot of customers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that can be a challenge. You, you know, you, Firing a customer can be painful for your business, but it also can be very valuable for your business too. So um, raising the prices, letting them self-terminate is yep. what I always call that. Uh, Pilar, any, any other suggestions for dealing with the pain and the, uh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. The, the PETA customer, you have to charge them that PETA fee. Um, there's only been a couple I've had to deal with luckily. And, and I, I ate, raised the price and charge an extra little fee on that. And then I just know if they come back, this person's not going to be fun to deal with. And uh, that's the only way I've had to deal with it is just like charge the extra fee. And what's also kind of nice is that there are other people in my community that do what I do. And so if I get one where I'm just like, you know what, I don't want to deal with this person anymore. I can say, hey, you know what? I'm completely booked up for the next however many weeks. Mm-hmm. And perhaps you can go to this person instead. If I have somebody like that, although I'm sure that the other people in my community be like, gee, thanks for personal, personal to me. Thanks. <laughs> and one thing kind of touching on this is that I think women sell themselves way too short and don't factor in enough what that knowledge base is um, to deal with these vampires. And uh, so, you know, have being sure that you're charging for your time and your knowledge that's why they're coming to you. So charge more than you think, because I guarantee you someone at males doing that and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I've, 
I've always used that, uh, you know, just keep raising the prices until they walk away. So, um, or, or I'm making enough money that it doesn't hurt so bad. <laughs> um, so yeah, Christine says, oh, it's killing me. I'm not being on camera for this. You're making such good points. And, and Aaron is doing a fabulous job hosting. Christine, thank you. I half of what you would be doing, but uh, feel free to keep asking those qu questions there, Christine. We're going to have a, a great time. And then uh, Corey said, Pilar, in, in relation to your talking to, <laughs> to yourself, there, <laughs> you aren't crazy. You're having a staff meeting. Uh, that's all small business owners. That's a staff meeting. That's perfect. Um, so let's see here. I don't want to miss anything, but uh, probably skipping over a couple here. Uh, Stake the vampire. <laughs> That's going to be my new hashtag. There you go. You love it. Love it. Um, uh, let's see here. We get them because we know how to deal with them. Uh, that's the benefit of women who own businesses. Um, that's a good, good point there. Let's see here. What else am I missing? Um, <laughs> Eric did uh, have a reminder for us that just so long as you don't put it on the invoice, I had someone I consulted with who had a uh, PITA fee on their back end and actually had it show on the paperwork. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, let's see here. These customers are my main customers. Uh, others do not want to deal with them. So I get the benefits of sales based on the, on the cost. So uh, that's a good point that Carolyn makes there. You know, if, if, if that's actually you're, you're good at dealing with those uh, pain in the ass type customers and you're able to charge enough money to make that a profitable business for you, there's some opportunities there too. So that's, that's a good point. Um, yeah. So um, let's see here. Christine says, good point, Melissa. I think women selling themselves short is a common problem. Uh, what can you guys maybe uh, elaborate a little bit more on that too? And, and, and give us some, maybe some examples and, and ways to, to deal with that. Pilar, have you ever uh, felt like that? That I sold myself short. Yeah. When, God, when I first started, I was making pennies on the dollar, if that, for the outfits I was making. And one of my best friends like, you need to charge more. I'm like, oh, you're a friend. And she's like, no, charge more. And uh, after getting to know people in the industry and starting to listen to podcasts and watching Matt on his lives, you start realizing that not everyone can do what you do. And not everyone has the same passion that you do for your job and for what you create. And that's what people are paying for. They are paying for the hours that you spent and the passion that you have and the knowledge that you have. It's not just like, Oh, I can slap something on a shirt and there you go. I know how to fix a problem. If it comes up, I know what can go on things. I know how to do things. I know how to make it look good. And that's what they're paying for. And I mean, I've had people message me privately, both men and women saying, Hey, this is what I'm quoting for this job. What would you quote? And you know, I think I undercharged. It. I think I overcharged it. And so I just tell them, these are my prices. This is what I do. And if you have a set policy, I think that it really helps both you and your customer know what to expect going into a transaction. Sure. Melissa? I think what you said at the very last piece of that is probably the most important. Oh, thanks, Robbie. <laughs> is um, setting expectations with your customer early. Um, I know that I have been taken advantage of way too many times sure. um, in terms of my knowledge and um and it's self-recognition at this point that I will be in the middle of a consultation and I'll say, you know, listen, uh, at this point, you know, my job is to do this and we've, we've uh -huh. accomplished this. If you want more than that, you're going to, we can talk about cons uh, doing a consultation, but that's an additional charge sure. because you're not going to get this information elsewhere for free. Um, and so knowing that own value of myself, um, I've noticed it um, specifically when I go into like negotiate salary contracts or anything like that. Um, 
I don't think it took me a long time to figure out what I was worth. Um, and knowing that, you know, people who have less experience are making the same, if not more than I do. Why is that? I've spent all this time and energy to learn all of this information. There's no reason for that. Um, so just stepping up and saying, no, I am worth this. And if you don't think I am, then we can work something else out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, that's, that's perfect. You are worth that. And that's, that's, that's awesome. Um, Robbie says, uh, Lauren, you're one of the smartest crafters I know. So Thank you. There. That's sweet. <laughs> um, and, that's a good point, Kelly. Yeah. Kelly makes a great point. And, and, and I've always really respected and we were fortunate enough to have Kelly on talking about this and, you know, what Pilar was saying, you spend all this time learning and getting better and honing your craft and, and, you know, bringing that additional tangible value, like Pilar was saying. And I think Kelly's a, a perfect example of that. You know, she, she yeah. picks her price and, and gets it, you know, and has people waiting in line for it. And I love it. So, um, Make sure you give yourself a cost of li living increase every year by raising your prices. Um, yeah, I think that's a really good point, Renee. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Christine, here we go. I think women are often told that their skills and abilities are less valuable. Pilar is making a great point. You are being paid for all the time you spent learning and how to do what you do. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> Carolyn says, if they could walk into Walmart and buy what they want me to make custom, then they would not be standing in my shop. So. Um, how to how to know that you bring value. <laughs> um, um, Melissa has a great point too. You have to set the expectations, not the customer, and you have to have high expectations to make doing the job worth it. So women have to make sure they're expecting what they're really worth. Um, so I think that's a a great point too. So guys, what uh, what have we what have we missed here? What 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 haven't we dealt with in conflict? We, are there some things that uh, you guys felt like we, we needed more of Pilar. I'll, I'll let you start with this one. Um, I'm trying to think if there's something we haven't really touched on that I wanted to talk about, but I can't think of that. Okay. I, mean, I, I know that there's been issues in my life, especially in this industry where I've had conflict, like one of my closest friends and customers um, had actually insulted me a few months mm. ago and said, Oh, well you can't grow your business anymore. It's just you. I'm like, Thanks for the confidence. Okay. Mm -hmm. And in the next breath, she told me how she's going to open up a screen printing business in her basement and go after all my customers. Like, good luck with that. That's great. That's, okay. Because yeah. that's, a, yeah. There's, so she hadn't researched it at all, but she <clears throat> had thought for sure she's going to be able to do this and target my customers and build her business after me. And I'm thinking, you haven't spent any time. You haven't poured your mm -hmm. heart into this. And I'm kind of trying to see it as a compliment that apparently I make whatever I do look so easy and so good that anyone thinks like, Oh, I can just jump and do that. Sure. Oh, I can do this too. No problem. Like, okay. Uh -huh. So I just, I think that a lot of times as women, we also learn to just bless and release. And that's mm -hmm. one of the best ways to deal with conflict. Just, okay. I, I don't want to waste any more of my energy on this. So bless okay. and release. That's a, that's a great point. Thank you, Pilar. Melissa, what about you? Uh, I, the only thing I have to add or like really emphasize is that women are way stronger than we give ourselves credit for. Um, there's a reason that we're the ones who are giving birth. Um, so <laughs> yes. it's making sure that we empower each other and uplift each other. And when we're in a group of women, don't do the natural kind of thing of tear each other down. Um, so keeping those pieces together, I think is really the most important thing that we can do. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, I've got one more question here from, from Tim. Uh, he says, how do ladies <laughs> deal with uh, quote unquote condescending or inappropriate comments from male customers or counterparts? Melissa, do you want to start that off? <laughs> I think he set you up for that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a setup, yeah. Um, you know, uh, well, to, this is a kind of how I can talk about this. So a week ago, we were doing an event and I was trying to explain the two different types of cotton, right, to someone who knows nothing about T-shirts. And um, he was holding a vodka soda. So I was like, so are you a Tito's guy? You kettle, like, what's your best vodka? And uh, he's like, I don't know. And I said, okay, well, let's say Tito's is the best vodka. And he's like, oh, well, you're a girl. So that makes sense. Oh, God. What? (laughs) Thank you. Anyway, so I just... uh, you know, you just kind of laugh and you're like, okay, so at least now I know the level of idiot I'm dealing with now. And uh, you kind of, you kind of just take it from there. Um, Very rarely, you know, is it to a point where I have to address it right out that, you know, I usually just try to divert, um, which can lead into some other weird situations, but you kind of just have to let it go. And uh, from there, that's at least how I handle it. Much to, Probably yeah. bad methods, but <laughs> no, I, I think that's great. I, and I apologize for my <laughs> counterparts and their tone deafness. So, uh, Pilar, how about you? Any any thoughts on that? Well, I just saw Kelly's comment, which I love, and she says that she outworks them and outskills them, and she does it with a smile. And Kelly is a class act. She, mm-hmm. I love Kelly, and yeah. um, I've learned so much from her. Just how she handles things and how she deals with things, and she's a full on business, and she handles it with grace, mm-hmm. and. Uh, for me, just because I am who I am and I've got a mouth and a lot of attitude, um, a lot of times if somebody were to say something like that to me or, oh, well, you're a girl, of course, I come right back at I'm like, okay, well, what do you mean? And, you know, that's not always the best way, but it does often like turn it back on yeah. them when they yeah. feel like the jerk, like, oh, oh, crap, she actually called me out on that. Because yeah. I think a lot of times people think, oh, okay, woman's not going to say anything. I can just say whatever I want. And if you turn around, I'm like, okay, well, no, you were just a jerk. And if somebody actually has... Um, enough about themselves to say, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I, I should have said that. I was a jerk. Like, okay, great. No problem. I, then we're good. And I have respect for them again. If they go along with being a jerk, then it's like, no, okay. Yeah. I've lost all respect for you and I'm done. Good. Well, good tip for all the, uh, the gentlemen <laughs> listening in, uh, own and, up to your mistakes. And, and for and the, the guys other. listening, it, the one thing I can say is that, you know, the double standards will not stop until other men call it out. Um, women we've done, we've done our job. Like we're saying, no, this isn't okay. But until other men stand up and say, not cool, bro. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is, uh, it's not going to end. There you go. Well, good. Well, not cool, bro. So (laughs) (laughs) I've even got a podcast for that. So there we go. Um, (laughs) all right, you guys, uh, wonderful stuff. Let me see here. If I I do have one more question for you, if you guys are okay with, we're going to go a little bonus time here. Uh, Do you find more people approach you as a woman for charitable donations playing on your sensitive side? Pilar, you want to start off there? Yes, a lot. I don't know how many people go to men, so I can't answer if it's more, but I do have a lot of people coming to me saying, Hey, we support this. We support this. And, you know, Todd actually mentioned to me one time, and I love what he had said that if it's a school that does not support small businesses, then I say, well, you're not supporting me. You know, you're not ordering from me. You don't have me doing your spirit wear, but you want me to go ahead and donate to the team. But then there's another school that buys for me all the time. Like, heck yeah, I'll go ahead and support your team and I'll go ahead and give back. 
And so one thing that I've done is uh, for schools and teams that do buy from me, I'll run an Equid store, not a Euquid, an Equid store. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell the coach that, you know, I'll go ahead and run this for two weeks and I'll give you 10% of all pre-tax sales back as a donation to the team, which they love because they're getting money and they don't have to worry about handling any of the, the finances and who's ordering stuff and none of the details. It's all on me. And so I think that's one thing I've done actually helped me and also kind of gets me out of them coming and asking me later on for more of a donation because I've already handled it up front. And it's just actually building up my store and building me more money in business. I love it. I love it. Well, so what about you? Uh, so both High Voltage and U.S. Blanks have a very strong nonprofit component to their business model. Um, so what's been great is when people do approach me, if it doesn't fit within that model, sorry, uh, yeah. can't. It's not within you know what we're we're already doing a lot. This sure. isn't. Um, in line with our messaging necessarily. So nice. Nice. So it sounds like from, from both of you guys having, having something set up and in place beforehand is, is certainly an important piece of, of managing and controlling that. Yeah. Yep. So um, good stuff. Okay. Did I, did I miss anything here? Let me just check through the comments. Um, obviously some, some stuff in there. So if you guys are listening to the podcast version of this, I also want you to get back over here to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash two regular guys and uh, check it out and be active in the comments here. Uh, so you guys are fantastic, amazing rock stars. Um, Melissa, can you start us off, tell people where they can find you, get connected with you, uh, network, whatever. And then, you know, if you have a, a little pitch or anything you want to share, this is the time. Uh, it's, nine o'clock in California. So it's a little early for pitching. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You can find me on uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, all those places. I'm usually milling around in all sorts of different groups very quietly. Um, U.S. Blanks is an all USA made, so Corona free, uh, unless it's with your beer. Uh, Brand and then high voltage is all live event screen printing uh, based out of Austin and L.A. Wow. Awesome. So, yeah. That's All right. Cool. Um, I am on a lot of Facebook groups. I'm an admin on the TRW crafting with vinyl and rhinestone or rhinestones and vinyl page. Um, I'm also on the, our success group and fat dad wholesale. Uh, I'm on Instagram. That's where I usually post all my stuff is pill customs on Instagram. And you know, a lot of people just message me through Facebook, which, you know, if you have questions, if you need help with something, I'm always happy to help. If I don't know the answer, I'll let you know straight up, hey, I don't know, but I think it could be like this, or this is who I would put you in contact with. So, Awesome. Great. So luckily, we all have weird names, so uh, you can find us easily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So there, there's uh, Eric Scott, usblanks.net, where you can find that there, and and uh, Pill, Pill Customs on the Instagram. I, I love following you, Pilar, so thanks thank for you. the great post there. Okay, guys. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time today. And uh, we'll we'll get Christine back here soon and then hopefully have you guys back as well. Thank Thank you you so much. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Wonderful. Wow. So cool. Um, I appreciate you guys uh, working with me and helping me out and uh, tried my best to fill in for Christine. Certainly uh, know that she's the the rock star here. So um, appreciate you guys and all the help in the comments and feedback. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, let's uh, let's let's go ahead and get closed up here because I don't want to uh, overshadow at all what great information we just heard from both Pilar and Melissa. 
so great to get a chance to talk to them today. Really excited about that. Um, let me share a couple of events here with you, and um, and then we'll we'll get on out of here. Um, Eric is uh, going to be teaching demystifying digitizing. Uh, his webinar is coming up on March 28th, so uh, right around the corner here. And um, so if you want to check that out, you can uh, it, basically it's one of his most popular classes from the trade show floor. And he's going to be teaching it online. He's going to be talking about better running, bolder, more beautiful embroidery with a faster cycle from concept to completion. So you can uh, go ahead and check that out over at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Eric D-D. And that's Eric with an H-E-R-I-C-H-D-D. So uh, great stuff there. And we've got some other uh, potential show things coming up. But with all the cancellations going on there, we're going to pass on those. Um, Terry has got coming up here, scheduling and estimating production times video series. Uh, he's going to be doing that every Tuesday for five weeks, starting March 31st at uh, 7 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time there. And uh, you can go to mon- or, sorry, decorators.education slash S-E-P-T. So SEPT uh, would, would be where, where you check that out. And um, all that's happening. Uh, again, some other trade show stuff happening here for Terry, but um, with with those things in flux right now, I'm going to go ahead and, and pass on that. And then, uh, lastly, here for me, uh, my good friend Todd. Um, <coughs> so yeah, Todd says all events canceled, digital shows and training will be the thing for the next six months. So Todd and I have uh, OurSuccessGroup.com that you can check out, or go to Facebook.com/slash OurSuccessGroup. We've got uh, training coming up and lots of great stuff. In fact, we're we're talking about Equid on the 18th, um, and I'm actually even saying it right now, so that, that's, a, that's a bonus. So good stuff happening there. Um, we have our Five Keys program, Five Keys to Launching and Growing Your Business that we, we did earlier that you can still get as a video series, um, a standalone purchase. And uh, so you can go check that out. Again, just go to OurSuccessGroup.com, and you can check that out. So um, I think that is it. Uh, again, like I said, uh, the other stuff's trade show related, but uh, we know that that's all a little bit in flux. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and get out of here and uh, step out of the way. Thank you so much. Um, in fact, I saw a couple of comments here that uh, I wanted to pop up here. Tim said, great job, ladies. Well done, everybody. Uh, Pilar and Melissa were, were awesome. Um, so yes, hundred percent agreed. Thank you guys so much uh, for your time and for being there and uh, appreciate all of the wonderful information. And I appreciate you guys being so open and honest, especially with uh, a funny looking guy sitting here too. So, um, you guys were, were wonderful and fantastic and made the show. I uh, also like to thank our sponsors, impressions expo and, um, make sure that you're supporting them. I know they're going through some hard stuff right now. So, um, look for those, get to those shows later on uh, that they're they're going to be hurting and they're going to need our help, our support from the decorators community here. So we appreciate that. Uh, next week, uh, I'm going to be, we're going to be, hopefully Terry will be back. We never know where, what Terry's schedule is. We're going to be talking to Pete Loveless, who's with Booster Spiritware, and we're going to be talking about being a virtuous leader. Uh, he was one of the speakers at the ThreadX events recently, so you've heard a little bit from him uh, in, in our coverage of that. Uh, and uh, really looking forward to kind of continuing that conversation with him. Um, he's got some great ideas, some great thoughts, um, and he's doing some great things with his business. Uh, he, he's got 42 employees that work for him there, and, and they were able to take all of them to the Bahamas recently. So 
obviously he knows how to get things done. He's from uh, previously was pretty high up at the Ritz Carlton. So brings a lot of that message of uh, customer experience plus employee experience and, 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 and kind of, you know, again, being a virtuous leader. So really looking forward to that conversation next week too. So until then, I'm Aaron Montgomery. Again, Terry should be back next week. Thanks so much to Eric for everything he's doing, uh, being in the comments and all of that stuff. So check him out over at ericcampbell.com. And uh, without further ado, we are the Two Regular Guys. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash two regular guys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash two regular guys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, two regular guys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.